Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Tone and Sculpt podcast. It's your girl, Chrissy Chella, and I am absolutely thrilled to be introducing today's guest. She is a mental health and body positivity advocate. As well as that, she is an amazing, beautiful model, but better yet, she has a master's in child psychology. I am so honored and excited to introduce Jada Cesar. So, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How's it going, Chrissy? I'm okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually so excited to have you on this podcast. Oh, I'm excited to be here. So, I reached out to Jada and via DM, I slid in there. (laughs) It works. And I was like, hi, hello. You know, I love everything that you do and everything that you represent. You just make every single woman feel like it's okay to be who they are. And that is exactly what I love. And that's exactly what I want to share with my community and share on this podcast. So you do you want to tell people a little bit of what you do and what you represent? And then we'll go from there. Sure. So I have been a self-advocate, self-love advocate, a mental health advocate for the last, I'd say, eight years. Um, but predominantly, people know me as a plus size model. Um, my career kind of started when I was creating content for Instagram about eight years ago whilst I was finishing up my master's in child psychology Mm -hmm. and was working with a lot of young people that had eating disorders and body dysmorphia and I couldn't understand and I wanted to get to the bottom of where that stemmed from Mm -hmm. and people have loads of different reasons why they feel insecure Uh, but self-esteem played a big part in that and the way that we are represented or lack of representation in the media was one of the key reasons when you don't see yourself you represented in these big spaces you almost feel like you're not worthy or you should adjust and change who you are to fit what these idolized versions of beauty are Mm -hmm. um and i come from a family where the first thing that happens when you come to our house is like we feed you (laughs) like what do you want to eat um great conversations happen around food so i had a brilliant relationship with that and my body my dad would constantly encourage me to do sports and be in spaces that made me confident and spaces that weren't about my aesthetic. Mm. Um, So I think I kind of grew up with a good sense of 
knowing who I was. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to channel that in some way, particularly with the young girls I was with every day. And so the content I was creating just basically spoke about that, like being unapologetically you, um, know that you're enough, know that you don't have to change or adapt or adjust, like you are perfect the way you are. Mm. Um, And also putting myself in front of the camera, which I I wasn't a model, I was studying, I was a student, I was trying to make ends meet, um, working like three different jobs. And um, I can relate to that heavily. Yeah, like I, I, every what you're saying, and this is so funny because me and Jada, this is our first time meeting, so everything she's telling me, I'm literally, literally absorbing it all in because I'm like, this is exact, this is my story, this yeah. is exactly how I felt, like working to make ends meet, but still pursuing the passion that you have. Yeah, so that's just incredible. And then what happened after that? Carry on. Sorry. Um, and then. Yeah, I guess, you know, you I posted some pictures and they were different back then. There was not really... A mate of mine was a photographer, so I was Eight like, can, you, can well. you take pretty pictures of me? Yeah. And um, and he was like, okay, fine, let's do it. And I would like go through... I never read magazines. I, mm. My mum wasn't ever into fashion and the media. We never had the news on. Um, so I was kind of a little bit out of that bubble. So I didn't really know what I was doing, but I started to mood board pictures. I, I would tear images out of Vogue and, and be like, look, why can't somebody that looks like me do something like her mm. and we can just throw it online and see what happens. Mm. And eight years ago, the only kind of curvy women that I saw were four plus size models in America, in New York. And it was really, really niche and completely a rarity like now everyone's like super body positive you can find every shaped woman online mm-hmm. um if you want to but back then it was really new i didn't ever see anyone that looked like me mm-hmm. and so my images went viral um and i was asked to be the face of the first ever plus size show during london fashion week wow and off the back of that i was approached by a modeling agency and signed to them and then went on to work as a model mm-hmm. for the last seven years. But parallel to that, I continuously created content that sort of channeled my, um, I guess my message that was bigger than just about the being way you body confident. Mm. Yeah, it's about, because it's hard to say like, just love yourself. Like Yeah, 100%. So uh, you hear that all the time, that? but what does that actually mean? Because yeah. it's like, you're constantly telling people, especially viewers, because you have a sense of responsibility with no matter if you have a hundred followers to a hundred thousand to a million, you have a sense of responsibility. So you throw I feel like the words love yourself are thrown around very easily nowadays. But what's the meaning behind that? Exactly. Because like you've just told us, you were signed to a modeling agency. So were they telling you to love yourself at that point? Because modeling agencies have this concept of you looking a certain way. Mm-hmm. So did that f- make you feel pressured to then shift and want to become like the niche type of model or yeah. stay true to yourself and stay true to the way you looked and never change that for yeah. any modeling agency or any job that came about? Yeah, you're right. I mean, there definitely were times, especially when I was living in New York, where you're a model, so you can pay your rent off the back of being booked on a job, which means you're you're prettier than everyone else mm-hmm. that went there. Mm-hmm. But it took me probably about a year to get over the fact that if I tried to meet everyone's idea of what beautiful was for every brand, am I beautiful for Topshop the way I'm beautiful for, um, I don't know, like a, more of a, 
an All Saints mm-hmm. or Adidas. Like they're different. They want different types of girls. They want different types of looks. And, and if, do you think that's okay, or do you think yeah, that needs to change? I mean, I think you know, if a brand wants somebody that's a little bit more bohemian because that's what the style of their clothing is, get it. Sure. Um, but I think as a model, what can be destructive is if you constantly, or anybody, if you constantly try to be the average and dilute who you are in order to meet everybody else's. Um, expectations and and want love from everybody. Not you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And the the point is, you don't even want to be. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's funny because it's like even with fitness, and because my Instagram is very it's hundred percent fitness. Really, it was incredibly. It was a big pressure for me to not always have a six pack or to not always be at a ridiculously low body fat percentage because, well, if your body fat percentage is a little bit higher, then are you classified as a fitness Instagrammer? Mm. So that, you know, that pressure was incredibly intense at the beginning. And then I realized, just like you, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And it's like the minute I realized that I became so much more content and happier and I used to go to the gym for a very long time to look a certain way to Mm. please other people and I used to hate training Mm. I used to absolutely hate it because I was like I don't want to fucking do that I don't want to do that why am I doing that why am I killing myself doing so much cardio to be this you know it's just unrealistic. Yeah. It's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. So the minute I stopped doing that, I was like, okay, I'm so much happier. Yeah. I'm going to the gym and I'm trying new things and doing new things and I'm lifting more and I feel stronger mm. and I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this because society tells me otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, social media can be such an incredibly toxic place. Yeah. And what I did not long ago is I haven't followed everyone that made me unhappy. Yeah. And it was the best thing I ever did. People are going to go check now. She's still following. Yeah, but it's not personal. This is what I say. Yeah, it's it's not personal. Like Instagram is set up. It's an aspirational tool. Mm -hmm. And when we realise how Instagram works and how we can use it to our advantage, it's so liberating. Like put those profiles on mute if you don't want to unfollow them and offend anyone. But it shouldn't be offensive. It's not personal. Mm -hmm. The content you create is there. And the reason it gets love and likes and is a part of the like top recycled algorithm and content is because people desire to be that or, or take a piece of that in some mm-hmm. way. That's mm-hmm. why people's lives that look like richer than yours, they look better than you mm-hmm. um, or they're put together in a way that you you want to be. That That's what gets all the, the hits, right? And like isn't knowing it sad, that, though, it, that, you know what, it is and it, it isn't. Like when you understand that that's what that tool is for, you can use it to inspire you. Mm-hmm. It can inspire you to decorate your house in a way that you like you can use it to your advantage but I think we've become so immersed in it we use it for the wrong reasons we use it as like to measure up our lives a lot of the time of this is what she or he does so I should also be like this and actually that's not realistic Mm. and that's not using it to your advantage that's not using social media cleverly Mm. be inspired um don't don't let it be a detriment to you Mm. um but I think I always say save your iphone completely unfollow people that aren't serving you in that sense and like you know twitter is used to be like an echo chamber of conversation know what that's that's for so that you can get immersed in certain topics that you want to learn and understand a little bit more about Mm -hmm. so it's it's understanding what social media like we've been given this equipment we've been given this technology we've been given these platforms and they haven't given us a handbook of how to navigate it Mm -hmm. so we have to do the work to protect ourselves and the things that we put in our space, I think. 
There's something that I wanted to read out to you. Oh, tell me. It was something you said. Mm-hmm. You're like, shit, what did I say? Oh God, how far <laughs> back in Twitter did you scroll? <laughs> oh God, no, 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 not Twitter. And um, you said something that it just, it was phrased so nicely. And I was just, I just kept thinking about it over and over again. Mm-hmm. You put, there is no pressure on how I look because I have my life together in other ways. Mm-hmm. My mental health feels good. My mind feels calm. And I don't feel anxious and that translate into the way I carry myself. Yeah. And that to me shouts confidence. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. to me, it's like, it's so true. And do you know what? I remember not long ago, I had a shoot and I didn't feel comfortable with what I was wearing. And I didn't really feel comfortable in the way I was looking because I was a little bit bloated. How stupid of me. Like bloating is normal. You get bloated when you're on your period. You get bloated when you've had a bit of spicy kebab or whatever you've had, you know? So I felt a bit bloated. And the way I was carrying myself was I was all like shrugged and I didn't feel good and I didn't want to be there. And I wasn't confident and comfortable in my own skin. And it's so true. You walked in here today and I had this rush of confidence because it's the way you carry yourself. It's the way you smile. It's the Mm. way you you are. It's not about the way you look. No. Do you know what I mean? For all I know, you could be wearing like the cheapest dress I've ever seen in my life, but you could make that into like a, a fucking Gucci 2,000 pound dress. And likewise, you could be wearing Gucci and feel so crap. Exactly. Exactly. And that's this is this is what I've I've always been telling people that it does not matter where you are. It does not matter what you look. It matters how you feel. It yeah, matters yeah. how you're carrying yourself because you could make the world of difference in your life the minute you start carrying yourself mm. with the utmost confidence, with the utmost respect. Yeah. And the minute you have respect for yourself, no other company can shit on you. No other person mm-hmm. can 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 mess you around. Yeah. And that's exactly what you've shown. I mean, you stood up in the women's health um, platform with nothing but your underwear on and you were like, this is me, take me as I come, take me as I am. And when I saw that, I was like, I couldn't. I feel comfortable in a selfie, but I just couldn't stand on stage like that. Oh, you could. Well... You could. Maybe I, I think could. every, you know what, everyone could. We all have capability of doing it. Whoever told us we can't, yeah. whoever told us we shouldn't. And more so, what I say is we need to be kinder to ourselves. Mm. Once we start being kinder and talking to ourselves as if we would talk to a child, that's when that's when the respect really transpires. Mm. Because you've got to have your own back um, more than anyone else does. You've got to look after yourself better, kinder, nicer, like more selfishly than anyone else. You can't rely on other people to treat you the way that you want to be treated if you don't tell them how. 100%. And do you feel like because you've started doing that or whenever you started doing that, it's reflected in your work and how maybe your manager treats you or agencies treat you or companies that you work for treat you? Has that, is it changed? Um, I feel like I've always been confident because I've always focused on things outside of my body and my appearance. So I was never ever defined by just that growing up Mm -hmm. um becoming a model it kind of flipped everything on its head because then my appearance became my sole purpose Mm. but alongside that I always made sure I did the self-work and I taught I took people and my followers on that journey with me of like I don't understand maybe I'm anxious right now but I've gone to yoga and actually I'm not a yogi but I figured it out and it works for me and maybe it will work for you or I'm not a runner but fitness shouldn't look like one type of body type because it's not so let's 
run a marathon and try and get to the end and maybe hopefully you'll be inspired to get running too for the right reasons for your mind for your mental sanity for for feeling centered and calm not for um to be a runner I don't want to look like Mo Farah. I never will. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> and I don't want to exactly. run at the same time as Mo Farah. I just, mm. I just want to get to the end. Maybe get a nice blingy medal. Yeah. I don't care about the time. Like it's, and I always say, and like I had this conversation with my little niece who's 16. The other day I said to her, she was like, oh, I really want to get into like blogging and be an Instagrammer and you get all this free stuff and it's really, it's really fun. <laughs> and Here I'm we like, go. And I was like, okay, tell me why. Tell mm. me why. Really why. Because the free stuff, like... Is that really why? Is that going to set your heart on fire? Is that your biggest life purpose? Mm. Getting free stuff that you you don't necessarily even want or Mm. need. No, you don't need that stuff. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. It's like when you go and you buy something in a shop. You, 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 I do this all the time. I buy on impulse. I'm like, oh, I like that. I never wear it. And then I'm like, wait, I just wasted money on something A I don't need on impulse just to fulfill a little void that I had at that specific point. Yeah. And it's so funny you say that because it's like even um, Jack, who's my fiance, for so, because we work together, I spend a lot of time on my phone and so does he. And when we was out in LA, I was doing a shoot. What we did is we took two hours, just Two hours just to ourselves, put our phones away, locked them away, literally in the car. What's it called? The glove compartment. Yeah. Locked it away and we went for a walk. Mm, we got ice cream, nice. we went for a walk. And those are moments I'm going to remember. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to remember us, you know, just buying an expensive bag or, you know, things like yeah. that. Although those and posting things it on nice. Instagram yeah. for other people. Yeah. Like, you know why you know why those moments are underrated and Mm. they're not spoken about is because people can't monetize them Mm. we can't monetize a moment of you just going for a stroll because 
how do, how do I profit off that? How does a company, how does a beauty brand make you feel like you need to go for a stroll? Yeah. How does it do it without, you know, or it could be a fitness brand. But if you go for that stroll in that peaceful little moment, you have to look a certain way and you have to be wearing the right trainers and you have to be a certain body fat percentage. Yeah. Those moments, like just laughing with your child, mm. just being there at her school or his school play. Like the reason why those moments, like I said, are underrated is because they can't be monetized. Oh God. It, you know what? Sometimes I always look back and I think, damn, life was a little bit more simpler when I was a waitress. <laughs> and I was making like uh, 20 pound tips and yeah. that 20 pound tip would serve me a nice Nando's on oh. the weekend, you know, like <laughs> cheeky, like, Nando's. cheeky Nando's, yeah. you know, extra spicy. Oh, I love it, that. You know, it was it it's just moments like that. It's like that, that was a little bit, life was more simpler. You know what? I think it, you've always got to question what you're chasing. Mm. What are you chasing after? Because... You're either running from something, whether it's you're running from shame, you're running from insecurity, you're running from um, a toxic relationship, you're running mm. from yourself, or you're chasing something like mm. this ideal, like this flashy car or this um, whatever it is. And it's like, question what your motives are. That's mm. my biggest thing. It's, and that's when I'm like, does it fit with me? Am I doing this for the right reasons? Because if it if it isn't, if it's for a reason of like, I don't like this version of myself and that's why I need to lose 10 pounds or whatever, then I'm like, whoa, I need to reassess what's going on. What outside of me has told me that right now it's not, I'm not okay. Have you been pressurized to feel that way sometimes when it comes to like a brand or anything where um, it's like, oh, if maybe I lost a little bit more weight or did this differently, would they want me more? Or do you sometimes feel like that? Potentially. I mean, I, there's always times where you feel like, especially in the modeling world that you should shift and maybe you get more work, especially if you're not working um, and you've got to pay rent. Um, But that's why I constantly had my own thing going on on social media and constantly would, would create the kind of things I wanted to see because yeah, I, I feel like these brands, although they are super powerful and they are the gatekeepers, it's up to us to redefine what we want to see because yep. it's it's not we can't trust necessarily mm-hmm. the brands no i i agree and it's just like um when i done my promo video for tone and sculpt we're releasing like a new phase all the women are actual clients mm-hmm. so they come different heights different shapes different backgrounds was it more challenging having real people that don't necessarily do that as a nine to five job it wasn't challenging it was enjoyable Mm. like the it's not a challenge if you enjoy something do you know what i'm trying to say it was like rewarding and you're representing the mass you're not not putting a girl out there that is like one percent of the population Mm. you're creating content Mm. and it's nothing wrong with looking that yeah it's not if that's if that's your norm if that's your norm right but i think there's one thing having um representation I mean having diversity but there's another thing having representation so a girl a plus size model could be used in a campaign mm-hmm. but that should be the norm that's what I think I think I'm so happy you said that because it's like why it shouldn't be a shock mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like yeah. if there's a billboard of a plus size model doing a lingerie mm-hmm. campaign why is that a shock yeah absolutely. it just should just be the norm to me like what the hell why is it oh my god 
it shouldn't yeah. be an oh my god moment it should be like oh that's a nice that's all, a nice bit of underwear all, yeah and we all come in shape, every shape and mm. all of us you know all of us women we all have cellulite and we all, you know um my best friend has a baby and the baby has cellulite it's <laughs> little cutest, baby rolls she's got it's the cutest little thing and like it's not something to be ashamed of we yeah. are like the fact that we are on this planet that w- you know our mum and dad's met at this like the ovary and the sperm came together at that yeah. particular time in that in that moment it's gone through so much and you were created so special in Unique. like your eyes the way that the, your cheekbones everything that's formed your cellulite that bump on your hip that dimple on your nose like whatever it is that is so specific to you. You are one in, I think it's seven billion mm. in this planet. Yeah. And the chances of you being created are that times, like, God knows how much. Mm. Like, you're so special mm. and you can't forget that and you can't take it for granted. Like, the fact that you're here today is remarkable. And why are we getting caught up on a bloody, like, because my bum's too big or my, mm. and these trends that the pendulum will constantly sway from being heroin chic to now being hourglass Kim Kardashian figure. And what are we doing? Chasing beauty our entire lives. Yeah. It's, when you're so it's special draining. right now. It's draining. Yeah. You shouldn't be chasing the way you necessarily look. You should be chasing the way you feel. And mm. even with clients of mine, they, oh, these, the scales have gone up. Mm. So how do you feel? Tell me how yeah. you feel. Do you feel stronger? I don't have scales in my house. Exactly. No. Hundred percent. I I I hate them. I think they're they're not a true representation of, crap. of they're not your weight and how do you feel when you work out? You feel strong. You feel empowered. You feel amazing. Mm. Even if you didn't want to work out, and when you when you finish a gym sh- session or you go for a run or you do a yoga session, mm. you feel good afterwards. Yeah. You feel accomplished. Ask yourself how you feel. Yeah. Ask yourself if you're feeling good. You feel more energized. Have you had a good night's sleep? Those are things I want you yeah. to tell me. Don't tell me that scales have gone up. They don't know how much muscle you've built, how much fat you've lost. So I don't want to know the scales and yeah. what they say. I want to know how you feel. Yeah, And it, What's the next thing we're talking about? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's one thing I've always been told by my dad, and this is something I'll always remember. He always asks me, what don't you want to be he doesn't ask me what is it you want to be what is it you don't want to be Mm -hmm. and you start thinking about things right and you start thinking actually I don't want to make women feel bad actually I don't want to be a representative of you know just being materialistic and you Mm -hmm. start to actually realize right then therefore these are the things I do want to be and you start getting answers of what you actually want to be Yeah. because when you ask someone what is it you want to be you kind of get the same response I want to be this when I go out I want to be this I want to do this All right. what is it you don't want to be yeah it's easier to identify that sometimes Mm -hmm. isn't it yeah Yeah. so I always ask people what is it you don't want to be so what is it you don't want to be Jada oh god um or be viewed as that's, that's a really interesting I've never not been asked that question actually um, I guess I don't ever want to be one of these a flash in the pan mm-hmm. and somebody that's ever compromised their integrity to meet the immediate norm mm-hmm. um, I want yeah I don't ever want to be somebody that um 
yeah, compromises who they are? It's a very difficult question. It is, it is. It's a very difficult question because, like I said, yeah. everyone always gets asked, what is it you want to be or what is it you yeah. want to be visualized as? But yeah. the truth is you've got to always ask yourself, what is it you don't want to be in this world? You don't want to be cruel. You don't want to be mean. You don't want to be making women, other women feel insecure or uncomfortable. Mm. And then naturally you will figure out what is it your purpose is in this life mm. and that is to make every single woman regardless of where she is mm. or what language she speaks is one picture can make such a big difference in her life oh yeah absolutely right yeah, she doesn't absolutely. need to be th the same body shape the same background culture she just needs to feel something and mm -hmm. that feeling is is what's mm it's what and, matters and for yourself like how you show up for you like yeah like you were saying you know words have power so mm. how are you you know talking to yourself mm -hmm. what's your self-talk um what do you what do you say being mindful of that because those messages you know when you stand in front of the mirror you're like oh i look crap today like screw that yeah screw that you wouldn't tell that to like a five-year-old oh you look crap today why are you gonna tell that oh to my god yourself? never yeah you yeah wouldn't. that's a good like, point look after yourself mm. going and back to um our like we're doing a bit of a full circle here but when people tell you just love yourself love yourself you know what that's hard that's really bloody hard and what made it easier for me was when I came to the conclusion that I'm not just I am going to try and love myself but more than anything I'm going to stop bad mouthing myself mm. and that in turn will lead to self-love because you can't have that without having kindness without being um, more self-aware Self-love is a process mm -hmm. and the same way people often ask, often ask me, how are you so confident? And I'm like, confidence is a trick. Confidence isn't an end goal that all your life and all of your, your goals and dreams and aspirations will come true when you become self-confident. No, like these things can be achieved now and confidence is something that is a constant work in progress. Mm -hmm. and it is. It's not, it's not an overnight fix. Um, and I don't, I don't want to be, and I, and I'm never going to be self-confident all the time. Like mm. we're not. But what around us in our life is setting us up to be better, better. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go through some rapid-fire questions, and I just want quick one sentence, maybe two, maybe three. It depends. <laughs> oh God, don't get me started. <laughs> um, so uh, these are rapid-fire questions that we asked you guys, and I'm going to read them out now, and Jada will answer. Okay, so we have one here. Social anxiety and the gym. How did you handle that? Um, okay, I love this because when I stepped... So the other day I went to this new gym, right? And I put on this like Little Wayne tune, some old school Little <laughs> Wayne that made me feel so sexy. Yeah. And I just started running and I literally have not run for ages. So I looked like a complete amateur. I was probably running at like one mile an hour. I tripped at some point. So? And, and That's good. But by the end of it, I was sweating and I just had this like proper heavy like hip hop track on repeat beating in my ear. And you know what? It's so funny. I felt the sexiest I've ever felt. Wow. And I didn't have any makeup on. I was a hot sweaty mess. And it's just... I. I was in my zone mm. and when you're in your zone, however you may look like I was a complete amateur, people, I noticed people were like, they weren't watching. Well, maybe it was in my mind. Everyone was watching like, this? I felt like I was in a movie. <laughs> Ooh, I know. But, me <laughs> maybe they weren't. Maybe. Maybe, maybe this was all in my mind. But I honestly <laughs> felt that people were looking, not in a sense of like, oh my God, what's she doing? But like, oh wow, she's like doing her thing. And then they'd like carry on and get back to their thing. Yeah. 
Um, and that for me is sexy, just like owning the space, not shrinking in it. Yeah, mm. I love that. Owning the space, not shrinking in it. That's the first time I've heard it. And I love that. Absolutely love that. Because as soon as you walked in, the confidence was unreal. But it was like, <laughs> it was no way. There's a difference between arrogance and confidence. You just was a sexy confidence. I was like, oh, who that girl? Hey, Chrissy. Who that girl? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how, I love this one. What we've been speaking about yet again, but just to kind of put everything in check. How to accept my own body shape and not compare to other people. I think it's similar to what we were discussing previously. I think the for me, the best way to stop comparing myself to other people's bodies is when I stop thinking about my body and when I start focusing on things outside of my body. Mm. My, you know, my pride is built on maybe how well I paint a picture and how proud I am of that picture mm. or the netball team that I've just joined and the fact that we've just won or I've been able to do a new move that is what yeah. makes you body confident yeah you're not so thinking if, about if a, if oh, a, how my arms look up in the air when no. I'm catching the ball you're thinking I need to catch and that and you don't ball. care if the boy doesn't call you back you're yeah. like bad boy like yeah. I, gotta I won go, I, gotta, I gotta go and smash another team <laughs> like yeah. yeah that's what that's that's body confidence yeah I love that I love that it's um it's just been such a eye-opener listening to you and listening especially because of the industry that you are in that is revolved around image mm-hmm. and that's what the modeling industry is as brutal as that sounds it is what it is it's how you look yeah. and the fact that you haven't allowed society to put you in a box and told you this is the box you're going to be and take it or leave it you've kind of been like no this is this is how I want to be you can't put me in any box this is how I look this is how I am yeah and it's served you incredibly well you are such an inspiration to thousands of women, me being one of them. And, you know, I always look at your stuff and I show Jack all the time and I'm like, fuck, I wish I could go up with underwear like that. And he's like, you could, you could. I and could. I'm like, yeah, but You've I'm could. not Jada. Anyone you know? could. Like you said at the very start of this, it's energy. It's mm. what you, how you carry yourself. It's how you own that space. Mm. It and is. you've got to believe it. If you don't believe it, who will? Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. And why not give us a cheeky rating? Let me know what you thought. And be sure to be following Jada on all her socials because she is honestly such an inspiration. Thank you so much, Jada, for being here. Honestly, it's been amazing. Thanks for having me, Chrissy. Oh, always. All right, guys. I love you always and forever. Bye. Bye. 